Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. They do not call him, <laughs> what is it, M'Baku? Oh. Uh, that line, they don't call him king. <laughs> they don't call him this. They call him Kukukan. The winged him... feather god. They uh. call him a god. Oh, man. I love M'Baku, oh. man. He, Winston Duke just is just a joy to watch in that role. And like, I, I loved him in the first one, but he was very much that like, mm, mm, like masculine mm-hmm. big man. And in this one, he just gets to have fun. Yeah, he really does. Mbaku, you know, Mbaku really shined for me in this movie. Yes. Um, like they give him, he definitely has a lot more depth of character. He has a really great moment with uh, Shuri. Mm-hmm. Um, so pause. Hi, so we are going to talk about uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. There will be spoilers in this in this uh, talk. So if you have not seen Black Panther Wakanda Forever, please now go. is the moment for you to to go away. Go well, uh, yeah, go watch it, please. Go go see the movie uh-huh. and then come back. So this is your warning. This is your final warning from this point forward. We will be talking about spoilers of Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Yes. Um Michael, we both saw Wakanda Forever on opening day. And if I remember from our our initial conversation about it, we both saw it in like sold out theaters. Yeah. 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 Mine was packed. Yeah. And like I got my tickets like middle of the afternoon, not even really thinking about like uh, how busy it would be. Because like honestly, most of the movies that we've seen in the last couple of years here haven't been that full, uh, with possibly the exception of I think Shang-Chi was a pretty packed house. Uh, yeah. when, when we saw that. In fact, I think uh, that might have been the one. So there, Shang-Chi or the Eternals were like, Ellen and I went together and it got like so crowded and it was too soon. that uh, She was just like, I can't, I can't. And, and left and like, I don't, I don't blame her. And like, yeah, it was only the fact that like, I just so badly wanted to watch the movie that I didn't leave with her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this, like we, I, I got my tickets middle of the afternoon for a 6.30 PM showing thinking like, I don't know, it's a Thursday and like, the, it's one of the local theaters. Uh, they're not usually too busy, uh, but like I, I want to take my chance and go on opening day, so I did. We get there, and I show the the person at the, the ticket booth my tickets, and she was like, "It's a good thing because we're sold out." I was like, "Oh no!" And then like we sat down, and like the the theater was like 
maybe not even half full yet. And one of the employees came in and made a futile attempt to make an announcement over the very loud music that was playing during the, the ad slideshow. But he's just yelling like, hey, everyone, like this showing is sold out. Uh, so if you are towards the outsides, please squish into the middle to make it easier for people. Uh, we were oh, sitting yeah. right in the middle. So like we were fine. Uh, I was like, OK, so this is this is getting real. And it was an absolutely packed house. And that makes a big difference when you talk about like very specific moments of this film. Yeah. I mean this, this to me, like this is another one of those, like I I've, I've said it before, but uh, watching Endgame, uh, Avengers end game opening night was the best movie uh, theater experience I've ever had in my life. <laughs> um, because there are so many great moments in that movie that like had the audience like on their feet cheering, yeah. right? There's like, you know, you know, Cap picks up the picks up Thor's hammer. My audience exploded mm -hmm. with that. Uh when Tony snaps and you realize that, you know, he says, I am Iron Man. Like that's the audience exploded in that. <laughs> he said the thing. It was great. You know, when he dies, the whole audience like audibly crying mm -hmm. in this thing. Like mm -hmm. there was a lot of moments in Avengers Endgame that I mean, you know, they still go viral today. You know, I still every so often see a TikTok of somebody doing of showing the audience reaction to uh, Cap picking up Thor's hammer. Like that is still a major, uh, you know, thing that goes around the internet because it was such a crazy moment. Not uh, not to that uh, thing, but you know, we talked about uh, the opening funeral audibly, oh people audibly crying. The uh, the <sighs> opening uh, Marvel, you know, the Marvel does their thing where they flip through all the comic books and show all the comic book heroes. It was only pictures of Chadwick Boseman. I'm talking dead silent in the theater for this. Like it was, I felt like I was at a funeral. I felt like I was at Chadwick Boseman's funeral that's, for a lot of parts of this movie. That's the, like the absolute wildest thing I think about this film in particular. And I will say that like Ryan Coogler's career has been short so far, but has just been knockout after knockout after knockout with like the way that he tells a story on screen. And in totally. this one, he does so much with just silence. Like normally it's like any big blockbuster movie, whether it be summer or holiday time or whatever, like in any Marvel film, like is going to be loaded up at the beginning with trailers. Cause that's your time as, you know, and like film studio advertising to like, you know, you've got a huge captive audience. So like the lights went dark and the film started rolling and I'm like, all right, what, what trailer are we getting? Like, this should be interesting. Then I realized that, like, Oh, oh fuck no like this is this is the movie it is yeah. just it just starts you just are dropped right into it and like it took people a couple moments to, to realize that but then like they quieted down when they realized like we are watching uh like the the like we hmm, that's gonna be hard to talk about because like it it still hits hard like we are watching the in-universe events that are explaining the, the death of King T'Challa, uh, or in our world, uh, King Chadwick. Um, we're That's... like, and you know, of course, because he was already dead long before this film was made, you know, obviously they're not showing him and I'm so, so, so glad they didn't try to do like CG bullshit or try to like bring yeah. him back in any way. And it just, we see Shuri desperately trying to save her brother's life, which is exactly what she would expect to see in a situation like that. And then they, you know, they give us just enough information to know that like sometime in the year between 
the snap, everyone comes back, and this movie starting, uh, T'Challa becomes sick. He like he hides it until it's you know, basically too late. He comes to Shuri for help. She tries desperately to recreate the heart-shaped herb that Killmonger burned all of uh, in the first one, and like just when she thinks maybe she's she might have something. That's when it's over. And then we just go right into the funeral. And when I tell you that that whole thing felt like a couple hundred extras all having the opportunity to personally grieve Chadwick Boseman, uh, it was so powerful. It really was. I mean, you know, the thing is, and this is such a unique situation, is that that scene in the movie of Shuri, like, you know, talking about how T'Challa is sick and how he's dying— the fact that it perfectly mirrored what act well, uh, you know, what happened, Basically, the fact yeah. that Chadwick did die of a disease and most people didn't did. know. I mean, the aud- you know, our audience people, our regular, you know, people who didn't know him didn't really know that this was a thing. Uh-huh. And then him dying, like it hit because you were like, oh shit, like this really happened. Yeah. Like, yes, they're doing it on screen, but like it really happened in real life. And that's what I think made it so emotional. You know, a lot of people, you know, especially people in the black community, but a lot of people really connected with Black Panther and with Chadwick Boseman. And like just the fact that you saw it happen, you lived through it right then. You're like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, this is so heavy. This is so heavy. And like it was it was such an important film, and he was such an important part of it, and the impact that he had on people's lives. And then when you see this movie and you know that you're going into a big like Marvel action film, you know that right. there's a lot of story that's going to be told here. But underlying the whole thing were these quiet moments of grief. and i I do not believe for a second that any one of those moments was a performance. Like mm-hmm. when you see Letitia or uh, or Angela Bassett or like any like uh, uh, Lupita, like any of their faces during those conversation or during those moments, like you know, when you know maybe they think no one's looking or when they're like trying to be strong, it looks like genuine grief. And I would like I would be shocked if any one of them were to say like no. In that moment, I was thinking of anything other than Chad. Right. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and then uh, so outside of all of those solemn moments, you know, obviously the film is very much driven with the loss of T'Challa and Chadwick Boseman. You know, mm-hmm. that is that is kind of like the driving force of the film is what do we do now that the Black Panther is dead, right? Because mm-hmm. there is no Black Panther anymore. Um, you know, Angela Bassett's character, his mom, took over the role of queen. You know, after uh, her after his death, um, and she's been queen for about a year. So it's a year year after his death. So it's mm-hmm. a, a little over six years since the snap um, that uh, is is where we're at now. Um, so, you know, she's taken over. We see that it, it's, you know, it's kind of a different world. We get a really great moment where, uh, you know, she's in front of uh, the UN council <laughs> yes. and they're like, you said you would share vibranium. And she's like, no, we said we would open our borders, but we are not. And this is a really, really great thing. She says like, she's like, I'm not afraid about what vibranium is going to do the rest of the world. She's like, I'm afraid what you are going to do with vibranium. She's like, so for now, vibranium stays locked in our country. Mm-hmm. No trade, no exports, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, valid, very valid. Cause we see that, you know, vibranium is basically a weapon can be a weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. And so like, 
I was just watching something yesterday that was like, it was a, a YouTube breakdown. It was, it was called the post end game problem. And it mm-hmm. was a pretty like stock standard, boring explanation of how like, you know, phase four and five has seemed more disconnected than the first three phases, uh, completely missing the point that phases one through three, the infinity saga were intentionally telling one big story so that the future of Marvel could be to tell a bunch of stories and they, you know, just like the comics and we've, we've had this conversation to death. We don't need to rehash it, but like, just like the comics, a bunch of stories that loosely connect somehow, but are telling their own thing. And this film really shines in that. Like there are big connections to the larger MCU, uh, the, the, you know, the fight over vibranium and what we learned, the existence of vibranium outside of Wakanda. That's a big deal. That's important. That's a really big deal. Um, then you know, learning that, uh, and we'll talk about him. Learning that Namor is a mutant, uh, which furthers the confirmation that we got of the existence of mutants, uh, with you know Kamala Khan being uh, you know referred to as having a mutation, and with the hints at you know Wolverine possibly in She-Hulk, like all of these things, like, and we know that like it's all starting to come together. But these are all very subtle pieces that just like they are part of the story but they are not the focus of the story in this the focus is wakanda in a post t'challa world how they deal with that grief how the women of that country step up and like are looked to as the leaders uh, and the protectors of the country and like how wakanda deals with being a part of the larger world now that they've revealed themselves and I love how much they get a chance to really just tell that story. And it it doesn't feel disconnected. It doesn't feel like it doesn't belong in the MCU. But it doesn't need to, like, shove in your face that it's part of it. You know, I think there was, there was the addition of one specific character that I think uh, tied together a lot of things for me mm-hmm. in, in this. And that is... Uh, uh, Julia Dreyfus's character of, yes. of director Contessa. Um, uh, I forgot her full name. Valerie. Um, Valerie. Yeah. So like the fact that she is in this movie and not just in a post credit scene, she is in this movie mm-hmm. was like, well, there we go. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we've seen her in two other things before she was in um, uh, Captain America and the, and uh, the winter soldier or Falcon and the winter soldier, but Captain America and the winter soldier. And she was in the post credit scenes of, uh, of black widow. Mm-hmm. So those are the only two times we've really ever seen her. And even, even in Falcon and the winter soldier, she's only has a couple of lines where we see her kind of collect people. Yeah. But this is the first time that we really get to see her character interact. We understand where she exists in the in-universe world. Like, what does she do? So she is part of, you know, the the UN sort of special council world. And I think that is like, oh, shit. Because I walked away this movie, and they say it in this movie. And you Namor know, even says it at the end, you know, and then uh, uh, Shuri says it, and Mbaku says it. They're like, the world is going to come for Wakanda. Yeah. Like, people are going to come to Wakanda and try to take the vibranium. Like, now that they know the, that it exists in this place, they're going to get a little bit of it. They're going to build weapons. They're going to come for Wakanda. So we know that somewhere, uh, you know, Vanessa, uh, uh, Vanessa, Vanessa, Valerie, Valerie, it doesn't stick. Uh, Valerie is is going to be like the Thunderbolts movie is likely going to be something involving Wakanda and going after Vibranium in that world. And of course, the the other 
like huge connection to the MCU was the just fantastic performance by Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, which was mm-hmm. one of my most anticipated moments of this show because you know I love Ironheart. I love that story. Yep. You know, the the young genius black girl from Chicago makes her own fucking Iron Man suit and gets the attention of the world and ends up like getting to be for real. Uh the the that delivery and, and like to to take a, a an actor who like uh Prior to this film, her credits were If Beale Street Could Talk and Judas and the Black Messiah, which, like, that is a very short but already very powerful career, like, sure. to have on your resume. Uh, but now she's she's in Black Panther Wakanda, Panther Wakanda Forever. She's getting her own series next year, hopefully, as, as if all goes as planned. And then... Oh, no, Ironheart is on... Yeah, that is... Uh, it's on the slate, well, officially. That's that's why I say if all goes as planned. It's, it's oh, right, supposed right. to happen, but, like, <laughs> yeah. we are not that far removed from the entire world uh, just falling apart. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty a, sure she's already uh, filmed, they've already filmed it, because there's been shots is, of It's uh, in post-production, yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, we, ha- we had our own blip a couple of years ago. Um, right. And then, of course, like, being in an Avengers movie planned out, you know, an additional three years from now. So, like, she just was plucked out of relative obscurity and dropped right into this universe. And she just hit the ground running. I loved her in this film and knowing that like she has, you know, she's got her own series. She's going to be in, in secret wars. Uh, but we also know that armor wars is a thing kind of makes a lot of sense for someone in a, an Iron Man type suit of armor to be in uh, armor wars. Uh, I, I would assume she's in that movie. Yeah. And then, you know, as an extension to that, you, you got to listen to me gush about this the other day. Um, I don't know enough about the history of Black Panther to know when uh, characters were first created, uh, but I picked up Black Panther with Ta-Nehisi Coates' run a few years back. Uh, absolutely fucking phenomenal run of that book. If, you, if you're if you a fan of these characters and haven't read that, do yourself a favor and go read it. Uh, but in that was also pretty heavily featured The Midnight Angels. And seeing yeah. Okoye and Anika put on those suits in this movie. I just, I got so stoked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you, you know, we see a little bit more of the Dora Milaje, which, you know, there has been some rumblings that the Dora Milaje are going to get their own series. I would uh, watch Potentially at some point in the future. Uh, You know, but obviously, you know, aside from all of the, the politic part of, you know, who is becoming King, maybe in Baku. Great, great ending. Uh, We've got to talk about no more. Right. Mm. Uh, You know, uh, so, we get introduction, and here's the thing. This is, uh, I think, uh, I'm going to say it. This is the first character who specifically says, I am a mutant. Yes. Um. So Namor specifically is like, I, you know, I was born, um, you know, we, we, our, our, uh, tribe was blessed with, you know, this, this special herb, which is the vibranium, uh, the, vib- the, the vibranium heart, uh, stuff, you know, with this special herb, it gave my people the ability to breathe underwater and go to great depths and stuff like that. I was born, but I looked different than everybody else. I was born with wings on my feet and, uh, ears that pointed toward the sky, which I thought um, was a he was great like, way I to was, that. I was a mutant and yeah. yeah. Yep. And I think, you know, him specifically saying I was a mutant is very, very important. I know it's like a very impassing line, um, but it is incredibly important that he uses that exact phrase Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. words. Um, And and he was great. It's like I've been saying, I don't think that moments like that are ever throwaway in in this universe. I think that that's intentional and that 
is really the moment that like all suspicions and all rumors and all hearsay and everything confirmed in that moment. Uh, and Tena Cuerta's delivery of his lines as his character are so powerful. And the, the parallels between, uh, was it Talakan? Was that the, the name of Talakan, the Talakan, the name of their kingdom? Yeah, yeah the, sure. the parallels yep. between Talakan and, and Wakanda uh, are are not to be missed at all. I mean, Wakanda, uh, you know, this this technology rich, uh, powerful uh, but secretive African kingdom that escaped you know colonization and escaped the slave trade and whatnot, and like grew their power in secret and became this just absolute utopia, and then this group of of. Mayans from the 1500s who managed to escape their colonial oppressors by going into the the sea and creating a a secret kingdom there. And every time they were near discovery, they moved on. And so they always stayed hidden, stayed secret. But like we get a glimpse into that. It's a very similar society where it's incredibly technologically advanced and run by a a powerful protector. Uh, it's it's really really interesting to to see the stories told and to see like you know the, the whole point. I mean, obviously there's a huge conflict, a, a essentially a war between these two nations, but the conflict is resolved uh, in favor of empathy and in favor of understanding and like trying to find a, an allyship and a, you know common ground, which. Like you just you don't see in this type of story that often. Like you know, there's a a moment where Shuri, who, as I predicted, fucking forever ago, becomes the Panther. And it was, yeah, I mean, was as as it should have been. And anyone who said otherwise, I'm sorry, you're so wrong. Um, I mean, I knew she was going to be the Black Panther, but I thought there was going to be others before her. Nah. I thought we were going to see other people in the suit before she became. But I mean, I also was, didn't know. I mean, we didn't know how it was. But I was like, I knew she's going to end up being the Panther. It was, but it was only just, right. Was, yeah, but it was just who who is is there beforehand. Yeah. So that moment where she has the opportunity to kill him and chooses not to, recognizing that just killing the, the you know, this person uh, it, it won't so- settle their conflict. It may win this particular battle, but like it's only going to make the, the his people that much more uh, inclined towards retribution towards her for killing their god. Uh, yeah. And also, like, she recognizes, I think, that, like, you know, her kingdom and her people, her family and herself, like, have already lost so much. Like, why, why drag them further into this conflict when, you know, they, they both want the same thing? They want peace and they want protection from the outside world. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, he he says several times like, you know, I you know, why won't you protect us? Like, you know, he cuz what we find out is that Riri Williams unwittingly um makes a vibranium detector. She mm-hmm. is asked by one of her teachers to make a vibranium detector, uh which she does, but she didn't really know if it worked or not and the teacher just kind of absconded with it and gave her a grade for it. But the teacher goes and basically sells it to the UN or is working with them to begin with. And so she doesn't know that all this is happening. They discover the vibranium, you know, and so uh, uh, the, the um, you know, all of Nimor's people basically goes to uh, Wakanda and is like, look, we need you to go find the scientist that created this thing and we need to kill her because she is going to, you know, this person, they don't know who it is, mm-hmm. this person is going to out our entire people and we don't want that. Like, you have to empathize with this because you were that. Like, you were 
that, you know, only until recently you were also a big secret. Mm -hmm. Um, so like you have to help us, you have to protect us. Like we're going to go kill this person. And they go and they find out that it's this young black girl, you know, she's like 19 or something. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to kill this kid. Yeah. And he's like, no, you have to, like, you have to kill this kid because she, you know, she's just going to be the first person. She's just going to be the first in a long line of people that are going to create this thing that is going to out our kingdom. Like, I thought you would understand. Like, you went through this already. I thought you would understand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Sherry's like, yeah, we don't. And then eventually she's like, no, okay, I do. But the very end of the movie is great. One, I love that they don't kill no more. Mm -hmm. I think that is super important. You know, like Killmonger... I guess had to die, but it was very frustrating that he does because, you know, also Killmonger makes an appearance in this film. Awesome yes. scene. Very great scene. But I think the big thing is at the end of the movie, both Shuri and Namor separately make very important points. You know, she says, you know, as you said, if we kill him, his people are just going to want to come kill us afterwards. And then, you know, they have vibranium too. And mm -hmm. then what's the point? Like, then we're just all going to die. She's like, and then he says, no, you don't understand because the world is going to come after Wakanda and she is going to turn to us to mm -hmm. save them. She's like, and that's, and he says like, that's why it's really important that we lost this battle because now we have an ally uh, in the other, the most strongest nation in the world at this moment who is about to become the entire world's enemy. He's like, so he's like, it is very important that we are allies in yeah. this. And I think that is such brilliant, brilliant, like that is like, you know, wonderful politics and is setting up the shit that's going to happen. Like Captain America, new world order is going to be about this. Like this is the plot of Captain America, new world order right there. Oh, and I still love, cause like, again, I don't know enough about the history of the comics to know like how important all this is, but I know that there is a historic rivalry between uh, Namor's people and Wakanda and specifically between Namor and the black Panther. Uh, I know that that exists. Um, I don't know if they ever become allies in the comics, but I love that approach here because it feels much more, more like how these characters would have responded rather than just being like Namor versus the Black Panther for all eternity fighting uh, this idea that like, you know, we can help each other. And like, you know, we, we get to this decision in, you know, probably the worst way possible, but we get there and like, let's look out for each other. And it makes so much more sense. And yeah, these two very powerful kingdoms that no one knows really much of anything about, uh, people are going to try to, to bring it to them and we'll regret that decision. Oh, they will absolutely regret that decision. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so, you know, one of the other uh, kind of plots throughout the movie, which I, I noticed right off the bat, is uh, Nakia, who uh, we knew in Black Panther movie, had a thing with T'Challa. They mm -hmm. were kind of together. And in the end of Black Panther, we see them together. Like, we know that they're going to happily ever after, right? Um she wasn't at the funeral and it was very noticeable. I was like, yo, where is, I know she's in the movie. Like, yeah. why haven't we seen her for the first part of the movie? And eventually we do find out that, you know, the queen goes to her and is like, we missed you at the funeral. Like you disappeared six years ago. Like, where have you been? You need to, you know, Shuri gets kidnapped. She have, You have to go rescue Shuri. She goes and she does her duty and she goes and rescues uh, Shuri and the whole thing. But in the very, very end of the movie, we are introduced to the reason why <laughs> Nakia wasn't there. And it's because six years ago, her and T'Challa had a son and they decided it was better if 
little T'Challa Jr. did not grow up in the kingdom's eye as a prince as that. And Shuri gets to meet T'Challa, uh, you know, because, you know, she says, like, he says her name and he's like, oh, and then she's like, oh, and then he's like, the kid says, do you want to know a secret? And she's like, yes. She's like, my name is Prince T'Challa, son of King T'Challa. And it's like, oh, shit. And that is amazing. And it's, it's like, again, kudos to Ryan Coogler for his storytelling. That comes right on the heels of, like, the ending of this film is another one of those powerfully silent moments where uh, Shuri, who previously refused to uh, participate in the ritual of burning the funeral garments because... That was too much like letting go, which was the point. Uh, sure. And she wasn't ready to do that. She sits on the beach uh, in Haiti uh, at Nakia's place and she burns her funeral garments and it's just dead quiet. And yeah. the theater was dead quiet. And like you could hear the sniffling and the crying. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. Power. Well, there's like flashbacks of of all of, the scenes oh, of of uh, T'Challa from yeah. from Black Panther. Yeah. The, the power of that scene, and then, you know, the, the credits start to roll, and it's, again, it's a, a, a beautiful end credit sequence, as a lot of movies are, are doing uh, doing now, which I, I love. I, I love when when a movie makes me want to watch the credits because it's art in and of itself. Love that. Yep. Um, yep. And then we come back to that moment, that introduction, and she's <laughs> like, oh, shit. <laughs> This is where we're ending. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so that is the mid-credit scene. Uh, There is not a post-credit scene in this movie, but if you've got this far, so either you like spoilers or you've already seen the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So Black Panther was really powerful. Uh, You know, obviously it did fantastic. uh, Opening night, it did like 85 million, which is like, I mean, you know, the original Black Panther did a billion dollars in the theater, literally a billion dollars in the theater. is one of the largest movie movie premieres. Like it's in the top five largest movie premieres ever. Ever. I would be really surprised if Wakanda Forever didn't hit that record, at minimum hit that record, um, because this was a very powerful movie. It was a very looked forward movie. Mm-hmm. And in all technicality uh, or in, in logistics, this is the last movie of Phase 4. This yeah. is the final film of Phase 4, and the first film of Phase 5 is going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which drops on February 17th. So this is this was the closer to the all of the open origin phase four setups and now uh phase five is going to begin with kang uh i think direct you know we kind of got a little hints of him here and uh-huh. there we see the the other things happening in the world and i think a's five uh phase five is going to start off with a bang which I, um i think it's going to be pretty pretty big i can't wait for for there to be some payoff to that because loki in particular set up such a really interesting like universe of potential and we've seen very little payoff from that. Yeah, I mean, we've seen nothing of Kang since. Mm-hmm. So uh, this will be the first, the first moment where we're really going to see see some stuff. And I, so I'm really excited. So, what did you guys think of Black Panther? Uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Uh, let us know if you're watching on YouTube. Leave a comment down below. Don't forget that the like button and subscribe. If you're listening on your podcast player of choice, hit us up on social media. Uh, links down below. You can always hit up uh, the main account Night Shift MG on both Twitter and Instagram. If Twitter is still a thing by the time you're watching this, yeah, who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows? Um, yeah. 
yeah, so hit us up. Let us know. What did you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever? We would uh, love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, you know, but other than that, as always, make sure to share with 100,000 of your King the Conqueror clones. Uh, <laughs> and make sure you go see this movie with them if you haven't. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we will see you on Sunday.